Hi there, and welcome to Sports Fans TV's Cricket Fan Show. Um, I'm Steve Mac, our editor-in-chief, likes to call me the cricket guy, and I'm delighted to be joined this evening, as I often am, by my very good friend, Tony the Legend. How are you, Tony? I'm well, thank you, and good evening, guys and gals. We are ready for a not-too-optimistic programme, I suspect, but we'll do our best. We'll do our best to add a little bit of uh, of light and shade to the proceedings and maybe pick out one or two positives from, from the test series. Not that there are many, but we can maybe look at them from an England perspective and see see what we've got here. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's talk about the fifth test between England and Australia and then talk a little bit about the series and indeed look forward to England's next test stop, which is the West Indies in March. So only about eight weeks away or something, they'll be playing test cricket again. Um so let's run, run through all that and see where we think things went wrong and what they might be able to do differently in the West Indies. So first of all, fifth test, let's talk about that. England won the toss um, and chose to field. Probably a good decision, Tony, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I don't think there was any doubt about it. Uh, the best of conditions, um, apart from an, an alleged niggles by Jimmy, which uh, may or may not be so, I think they... Uh, pick the only real team that they could pick. Uh, I was a very surprised, uh, uh, no, I'm more than surprised, mystified by the selection of Wokes, but we'll go into that a little later on. Yeah, I, th I think I was surprised that they picked Stokes. I'd thought it was not worth the risk with his health for a dead rubber. Um, I, I'll be honest, he clearly wasn't, I mean, he didn't do anything in the game. He didn't bowl and he scored what? four and five or something. So, I mean, he didn't make any contribution. I mean, I suppose you, they want to know that from the outset, but I don't know. I thought that was a strange pick. I would have I would have played Lawrence, given the poor boy a game. I would have played Bess, I think. Um, and as you say, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure why they put, why they played Wokes. So it was a bit of a surprise for me, particularly. I mean, Overton, poor chap again. He's been on this tour. He's, you know, all he's all he's learned is how many how many sugars Graham Thorpe takes in his tea. He hasn't. Well, really... yeah, as I said to you earlier, as I said to you earlier, there were three or four bag carriers on this tour, and there was no way in the wide world taking into account all the previous failures, dismal showings that when they didn't pick them, there was no way in the whole wide world they were going to pick them now. Yeah. Uh, and, and so Bess, Overton and Lawrence particularly. Uh, it was a bad blow with Best, O's thumb. I felt that I, I was quite optimistic about him and pessimistic about Stokes mm. because Stokes, when you've got a side injury and he threw himself about in the field mm -hmm. in the first sort of 25 overs, as if he was a, 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 a Mendy keeping goal for Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, what happened, eventually the grimaces came back. You could see the side was at him, and, and from then on he was a passenger. Mm -hmm. yeah, Another exactly. prime example of poor selection and allowing the optimistic desire of Stokes to play to overrule cool calculated reason yeah yeah i agree i agree but nonetheless england did start pretty well with the ball we had australia well. sort of three down for just 12 runs um then manas got 40 odd he got 44 i think and then head with a almost a runnable century um really kind of tilted it back towards australia then green joined um joined head as well and he batted very well he got 70 odds so that then became 236 for six um which was probably a bit disappointing for England. I think they let yeah. they let Head and Green. 
I had my own views about head. Yeah, I had my own view about head's innings. It was it, it was an innings that what I would call came off. It was do or die. They decided the only possible way forward was to adopt almost a one-day approach. Uh, and uh, he got a and he played well. Let's not. I, I don't want to decry the the man, but he played well. But it was do or die, and he could have got out for 10, 20, and had that been the case, as was proved in the second innings, I think um, the lower order, it, it's, it's flinty. Carey, Carey's a, uh, he's not really, to my mind, he hasn't made his mark as a batsman, and, and, and he, he's been a bit butlerish behind the stumps too, although he did take a, an excellent catch in the second innings. But um, I felt we just missed the boat in the first innings. Yeah. The difference between Wood in the first innings and the second innings was incredible. Mm -hmm. And when Broad and uh, Robinson finished, Wokes sprayed the ball out about like a scatter gun and 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 went from and the pressure was off and it gave head that impetus and he started seeing the ball as big as a football and and, and I'm afraid uh, it, it we missed our chance we, we had did. them if we'd had Jimmy there I just feel he would have bottled up one end and the other two Robinson and Broad could have whirled away at the other end. Uh, and think and and Jimmy, I think would have taken wickets in this in in this scenario as well. Yeah, it's possible. Um, it's certainly possible. I, I thought so. Yeah, with the ball, I mean, Wood was very very expensive in in the in the first innings. Um, was went for more than run a ball. Um, I think Australia ended up three three thirty. England certainly when they had when they had um you know twelve for three would have been hoping to have got Australia out for, you know, that would have probably been the top end of what they would have hoped Australia would get. And that 70 odd difference between that and 303 all out was, was quite pivotal in the match. Yes. Really. The yes, other thing yes. to say about it. I was even hoping that they would bowl them. I was hoping for under 200, yeah. you know, definitely. Yeah. So the, the other big story yeah. for me from England's first innings bowling uh, attempt was Robinson and his durability. Um, clearly, he told them he was fit to play. He wasn't fit to play in the previous test, but he, he didn't seem like he was very fit after his, you know, opening salvo. He, he just didn't seem to be an option that would that Root could turn to, and that was quite disappointing. And again, that must have been very difficult Which, for Root. And there was a very, there was a very telling, but I didn't think, apposite interview with Lewis, who in the middle of the test match. Uh, said uh, Robinson's not fit enough. Yeah. Well, those are sort of things that you do not go public with in the middle of the test match, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You that, that sort of thing goes on behind closed doors. If you want to make comments, you can make the comments in some sort of critical analysis after the test. Mm -hmm. I felt it was, um, let's put it this way, um, naive mm -hmm. of him to... Uh, to uh, to um, make the comments that he made during the test match, yeah. but the fact remains uh, he was right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there was any any shadow of doubt that um, there were obviously issues in the previous match, mm -hmm. uh, and um, it was a shame because he was suited to the um, yeah 
to the Australian. He was pitches. suited to the conditions, uh, yeah. uh, and he, he's got the height. Is the nearest one that we had to the tall Aussie bowlers who could push the ball down into the wicket uh, yeah. and make the ball rear off uh, just short of a leg, just back of a length. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And but I have to say, in the first innings, I thought Broad bowled very, very well. Yeah, um, he was up for it. And it makes, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, a little bit more. It makes his omission from the first test oh, all the more mission. Inconceivable, isn't it? Yeah, how they did that. Yeah, I mean, what I would say about Robinson, yeah, I agree. It was an unusual thing for John Lewis, the England bowling coach, to do, to come out and say that one of his bowlers in the middle of a test match wasn't fit enough. Not wasn't fit, but wasn't fit enough, which suggests it was a Robinson thing. But for me, Tony, Robinson's been in a test bubble for the best part of the last eight or nine months. I mean, he's, he's had a gap yeah. in between, but he was, over the summer he was and, in the test bubble and now he's in the test bubble. Well, whose fault is it then that he's not fit? The England coaching staff can't... Well, they've got a fitness coach, haven't they? I mean, I couldn't Yeah, believe. they've got a fitness coach. They should have... No, no, no. And, 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 and I do think he has a desire to succeed and I think he just needs guidance. He needs, he needs honing. Yeah. I... I, I um, heard Glenn McGrath being interviewed uh, after the match and um, he pointed out that when he was sort of a lot older, he went into a strict fitness regime and it prolonged his career, he said, by nearly five years. Yeah. And, and Jimmy Anderson uh, and to a lesser extent Broad, I think, have followed the same circumstance. Yeah. However, that is now history and I think we must take the positives and, and and, and look forward. We, can yes, can we I should. just give you one? Yeah. I, 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 if you want to say something more about the match itself first. Well, I mean, I was really, I just to run through it. So it was the same old story from within the first innings, 29 for two. Burns' run out was criminal. I mean, uh, he should have been busting the gut <laughs> to get his bat in. I just thought was schoolyard stuff. Crawley, Milan, Root, all oh, got starts. But they only scored 77 runs between them, which is clearly not enough. Stoke and Pope's didn't do anything. Pope, I mean, again, I, I don't know why they're recording. He clearly needs time away from the side. Billings was lively and looked the part. Um, he did okay. He got, what, 29? Wokes got a few, but he was almost out yeah. every other ball. I mean, it was incredible. Um, and at least I would say in that innings, England... Yeah, didn't... I was just going to say, Wokes is Wokes. He's flamboyant. Yeah. Uh, uh, and sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I, I made the point to you off air that... If you're picking Wokes as a bowler, you're picking him to strengthen the batting. Now, he sprays the ball around. He gets two for hundreds. Uh, 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 you've got to score a lot of runs to make up for not picking a bowler who can't bat but gets wickets. Mm -hmm. and, and I worked it out that Wokes needs to score about 80 runs per match <laughs> to make up for the bowling deficiencies and the lack of wickets he gets. Mm. So it's just not worth it. You may as well pick Jimmy Anderson, who's, who's going to get your wickets bowl or bowl very economically rather than waste time. And, and, and I know we've said this through the, through the series. I think one of the criminal aspects of the selection of, of the batters is that by picking the extra batsman, they are absolving the top order batsman 
from some aspects of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And if you go into bat and you know, well, if I play a loose shot and I get out, there's another batsman to come after me. I feel that you must pick a core of six mm -hmm. batsmen plus a wicketkeeper uh, and then four good bowlers. Uh, uh, obviously, the, up, the balance was upset with Stokes, mm -hmm. but there's got to be responsibility placed upon the batsman. I just feel somewhere. I'll give you, a, I'll give you an example. The way Stokes got out in the second innings, mm -hmm. to my mind, was the height of irresponsibility for a number five batsman. I know he's our, he's our hero and, and he can bestride the field like a colossus when, he, when he's going well. But the shot he played at number five, when there was still a chance of he and Root forging a strong partnership to get us at least within sight mm -hmm. and, and maybe then give impetus to Pope and, uh, and the others coming in below him. But he, the shot he played was, was yeah. a, well, it was a disgrace. He shouldn't have played it. No, you're quite right. You're quite right. So yeah, at least I thought in England's first innings, we didn't make Scott Boland look like prime Dale Stain, which was one thing. Um, then when Australia batted, they got 155 all out. It was a pretty good bowling performance. Wood got his rewards six for 37. So I'd be pleased with that. Um, yeah, we, we had the 47 for four at one point. I mean, you know, again, I think England probably did okay in that innings. You can't really moan for 150 all out. And then the collapse set 271 to win. Would have been a very good win, but it was doable. Burns and Crawley, 68 without loss. Then just a wicket just before tea, which was unfortunate. And then, yes, you know, 10 wickets in hand, you know, 200 to win roughly. And then a wicket falls and then it was pathetic. 56 for 10, 22.4 yeah. overs. Tony, they barely yeah, batted yeah. a T20. The only man I can absolve is Root, who got an absolutely yeah. unplayable yeah. shooter of a ball. Yeah. So I absolve, I absolve Joe totally. But I, I, I uh, well, I've already mentioned mm -hmm. uh, um, Stokes. Crawley, I thought, batted with promise. Yeah. What, what disappointed, and, and he is, he has it there, I think, but he still got out to a loose shot when he was well set. Now, his driving is excellent. He normally gets right forward and right back, mm -hmm. but there's twice I've seen him get out driving what I call flat-footed. Mm -hmm. He didn't move, when it, the shot he played when he got out, he didn't move his leg. Yeah. His feet one iota, just wave the bat at it. Now, we know he doesn't have to do that because most of his innings, he didn't do that. Yeah. He got right to the pitch of the ball or he got right back and he played positive shots. Mm -hmm. And certainly in, 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 in two out of the three innings he's played, I think he's shown promise. And I think, and I, the West Indies will show, I think, well, surely he will go, West Indies is going to be make or break for him. The pitches should suit him, uh, and I hope to see him go on. Yeah, Wood, I think, came out of it. In the second innings, he bowled very well, despite not getting the bouncy wickets that suited him more. I mean, this wasn't, this wasn't a classic Wood um, no. wicket, wicket, but it, it does show that 
I know we look for excuses, but it had Jofra and even Stone been there, pace worried those Aussies. Mm -hmm. And uh, although it was very, it was almost bodyline stuff, but <laughs> um, the pace got them. Uh, yeah. Short of the length at the ribs, and had we had Jofra uh, and even Stone doing the same thing, I think the Aussies would have known all about it. Yeah. But the other big thing about Wood, he dispelled the opinion that he wasn't fit enough to play back-to-back -back tests and even three in a row. Mm -hmm. He bowled flat out yeah. all through the last two tests mm -hmm. and he didn't appear to suffer any physical uh, kickback at all. So mm -hmm. I regard he as one of the pluses and I think, again, when we go to the West Indies, uh, he will be a plus. Yeah. One of the other last real plus I can take out of it, I, and I know somebody said on the radio this morning, the selectors have been trying to find an excuse to leave Bairstow out of the team for about the last three years. Yeah. <laughs> and he's defied the odds and come, and come back. And it was so sad that he got his injury because I really did think he was on the cusp of, of, of proving that he was a worthy number five batter and, and, and worth his place as a batter. Let's stop messing about with these keepers. We've done it since prior. Pick the best glove man. And, and, and he's worth, again, runs. And attitude, I mean, it was significant to me that Billings's positivity behind the stumps mm -hmm. was, was infectious. And, and uh, I want to see a yeah. good glove man. I, I, I'm, to be truthful, I don't think Billings is a good enough glove man, but we've got to get, and, and, and I'm a folks man, mm -hmm. but uh, again, I think that we've got to go for a good glove man who's infectious behind the stumps and play yeah. Bairstow as a batter at five for the West Indies. Let yeah. us hope so. Yeah, but, but Butler's keeping in this series, he gave the air of a man who was waiting to sit his driving test when he was behind the stumps. He was, he was not, um, he was not enjoying himself. And I think yeah. he's, I think he's, he's would be wrong to continue to select Butler. In terms of people, well, somebody I'll give a pass to in England second innings is David Milan. Um, uh, you know, my comment to you live, Tony, on yes. what was was he was batting with his feet in a bucket of water. He wasn't. He was. He was standing in the proverbial tin bath. He wasn't moving his feet yeah. at all. But I think you have to give Milan a little bit of a, of a break of a break because his wife gave birth that night. It was his first child. He hasn't been home. Yes. He's been in a bubble since September. Yeah. And and I can't and I can't yeah. imagine how he would have been feeling. His head would have been all over the place playing he would have wanted to get home to his wife and his yeah. new child he would, and, 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 you know. and over and over the piece he played two or three he played a couple of very good innings and he played a couple of promising innings when he where he got a start yeah. a little bit suspect down the leg side seemed mm -hmm. to get out nibbling down the leg side yeah uh, but that's something yeah. i think that he he can work on i thought i certainly for me he would he have a bible and we desperately need a reliable number three. Yes, yeah. I think we we persevere. Butler, I'm afraid um, the can is on him as a red ball cricketer, in my opinion. Yeah, we, it, it was Ed Smith's experiment to bring him in 
from the white ball game and, and, and convert. The same thing happened with Roy. I don't think uh, that Butler's a, a red ball man. Um, Hamid, what do you think about him? Well, again, he's a, he looks like he's, I mean, his average for the series was 10. I mean, that's, I mean, you, yeah. you can't ask the boy to go to, uh, to the West Indies and, and, uh, and, 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 and bat with having gone through an, an Ashes series averaging 10. I'm afraid the I think he is wrong. He plays it very low hands. Oh. And, and, and about, yeah, yeah he, he plays with a low hand technique mm. and on bouncy wickets, it's, it, it, he's going to glove so many. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just think... Yeah, I, I think it's a. Um, I think it's a shame. I would have played him in uh, in this test instead of Burns. I have to be honest, because I thought well, he didn't score many runs in the in the Sydney test. He batted for for a wee while, and I thought that was that was a promising sign. Um, Burns again, I think, is you know if they if they felt they had to leave Hamid out, who else were they going to pick? So he got another cap. I don't think Burns is. I think Burns needs some time away. Pope. He just isn't doing it. I mean, he's been given a very indulgent selection uh, regime, which has given him a lot of chances. Um, you know, I, I don't understand how this is the same batter who can score 260 in, in the in the county championship in the summer. But, you know, and and he was, I mean, his, his dismissal in the final innings of the series, he was he was batting on like eighth stump or something. I mean, it was preposterous. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was very, very poor, and and, uh, and, yeah. and again, is this is this Graham Thorpe's? Is he telling them to bat there? And to you know, why? why? I think he must be. Uh, I, I think just... he must be. Take off stump. Who ever heard of batsmen taking off stump? I just don't believe it. I, I cannot. If you cannot take middle or middle and leg, but middle anyway, and know where your off stump is, then mm. you shouldn't be batting at all. It's common sense. Yeah. Okay, you're going to get the one that jags back and gets you occasionally. Uh, uh, as Boycott famously said, there's always a jaff around the corner. If you get one, put it in your back pocket and say, that's life, let's move on. Yep. But to be all this sort of thing. And I saw, I can't think who it was now. He was taking guard halfway between the wicket and the stumps. Now, you know... Again, you take your guard on the crease. If you do what Crawley did, you either go right back or you go right forward. The crease is not there by accident. The crease over the years is there because that is a proven place to play bowling. I, 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 uh, the, the other sort of mild pluses aren't really pluses, sadly. Broad bowled well, I thought, throughout the series. But he's certainly not going to play in another Ashes series. Whether or not he goes to the West Indies is a moot point. Jimmy Anderson, similarly, I think he's had his hurrah. I cannot see Jimmy going to the West Indies. Um, and he bowled economically. But as you said to me, he bowled economically uh, and he bowled well. But he's, he's slowing down getting wickets now, except in the, in the real good swing uh, and uh, conditions. The ground fielding was mostly okay. There were lots of dramatic dives at the boundary and flicking the ball back to save fours into turn fours into threes. 
but the catching. We put down an awful lot of catches over the series. It's a corny old expression, catches win matches. That's possibly not true, but certainly if you drop enough, you won't win matches. Uh, and um, even the Aussies had one bad, uh, one bad match where they dropped a lot of matches, and that was the match we drew. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. so, you yeah. know, so it, it, it is certainly in, we've got to move on our, onto yeah. our catches as well. In, in a series where there's where you're you're up against it, asking your bowlers to continually have to take 12, 13, 14 wickets every, yeah. in every innings because you're dropping yeah. catches is demoralising. And it has a compound You're right. You're absolutely right. I agree totally. Yeah. So there's work to be done there. Yeah. I, I, having said all that, COVID was, one doesn't want to make it over too many excuses, but it was undoubtedly a significant factor. And you made the point about how long Milan had been in the bubble and how long Robinson had been in the bubble, and Robinson should have made more use of it getting fitter. Milan, with his wife, expecting was sad. But undoubtedly, we went there under extreme conditions. The difficulties were great. So I, I do give a little bit of a Bible because of COVID. The bubble had that effect. But nevertheless, Somebody said before I came on air, last winter, uh, last summer, Australia were the fourth best team in the world and were humbled by India without Virat Kohli, who had to go home when his form was significantly better than it is at the present moment. <laughs> and uh, so... The opposition, whilst the bowling attack was very suited, and, and I think they, they got a bit lucky because Hazelwood, just remember, he only played in one test, mm -hmm. and, and, and out of the hat they produced Borland, and, and, and uh, he just proved to be a, a slightly fitter Robinson <laughs> uh, in, in, his, in his way. But their batting, I still think the Aussie batting is flinty. Smith's not the batter he was. Warner was in and out. They struggled to get... Harris was struggling as the other opener. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I feel um, either our bowling is not as good as we thought it was. Certainly, I think our backup bowlers uh, weren't good enough. We had, we had them on the rack, but once the opening bowlers had to take a rest, there was the breathing space, and the Aussies uh, uh, took advantage of that. Uh, um, but there's, there's work to be done, but there are three or four optimistic outcomes, which I think we must build on in the West Indies to regain yeah. confidence. So let's talk, turn to that West Indies series, which starts in March. So immediately we've, we've, we need to probably find some new players to join that squad. And the problem, of course, is there's going to be no Red Bull cricket for anybody between, between now and March. So you're, you're picking people out of the hat who perhaps haven't played very much and will be going in a bit undercooked. So, I mean, who do you yeah, take? Yeah. I mean, there are some players in the, um, um, in, in the T20 side that's going to the West Indies. Livingston, who we both would have seen in the Asher squad. James Vince, who is obviously very well liked. Billings may yet retain his place. And then you've got slightly, you know, other players. Tom Banton, 
Harry Brook, I think, has been added to the T20 squad. So, you know, they're all good players. The player that stood out in the um, in the warm-up, I think, was Bohannon. I think he did, did very well. James Bracey scored 100. Off an attack that, don't forget, included Boland and um, Nisa um, in that Australia A, England A game. So, I mean, it was no... It was pretty pretty good op- standard of opposition. But none of those are opening batters, really. So then who do you have to open with Crawley if you're taking Crawley and you're not taking Burns and Hamid? You get Jason Roy again, been there. Alex Lees, no. he was no. the captain of the of the of the A tour, but he, he didn't score yeah, any he, runs in that he's game. A possibility, Lees. Robbie Yates. I'm, I'm actually coming back. Yes, and, and I come back to my Jake Libby, but he's yeah. obviously not flavour of the month, uh, and 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 they don't seem. Bohannon, they I think they'll take Bohannon. I'm a little worried that he's as yet possibly a one-season wonder. We've got to wait and see how he develops. But I think we've really got no choice. Mm-hmm. I, I think you'd probably take Lees, the way they're thinking, uh, they'll probably take Lees and Bahamon. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I would take Libby, but I don't think he'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, could they possibly go back to Sibley? Well, yeah, they could. I mean, again, when's he last picked up a bat? I mean, he, he hasn't had an innings for such a long time. He's not going to be making money on the white ball circuit around the world, is he? It's not his game. So he, he won't have uh, he won't have had a bat for such a long time. It's yeah, he, a bit cruel. He's going to be a, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing about Sibley is he is going to be a red ball player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're okay. Let's 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 sort of try and whittle it down. We're going to take Crawley. We're uh, will in 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 the event of the birth of his baby, will Milan be prepared to go? I mean, uh-huh. he's been away such a long time, and I I feel domestically it might be a, an awful lot to ask uh-huh. Milan to go. I hope he does. Uh, Root has indicated that he he will go. Uh, I uh, I uh, think that's uh, that's right. Um, what about are we looking at uh, middle order players now? He's on the T20 team. There's there's James Vince, um, but Bearstow's going to go if surely when he if he'll be fit. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the wicketkeeper? Well, it's got to be are folks, isn't it? Folks, it's got to be folks. Yeah, you see, Bracey. You talked about Bracey. I can't help seeing Bracey when he played in that test. He was like a rabbit in the headlights. He just, it was all too much for him. Uh, and so I can't see him being picked as a, surely not as a keeper. No. One person I want to emphasise should go. And I'm staggered he's not in the T20 squad as well, is Parkinson. Mm-hmm. I can't see, surely they must go with him as a spinner to the windies. Mm-hmm. I cannot see how they can't pick him. No. Look at just, you're a stats man. Look at his stats over the, yeah. over the last couple of seasons, not just in the red ball game, but in the white ball game as well. He's, he takes wickets. He's economical. Okay, he, may, he hasn't got the Adil Rashid googly, but surely he must go to the windies. Yeah, I just think it's the classic England selectors' fear of the leg spinner. They they need a lot of persuading to select a leg spinner, particularly for red ball cricket. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You maybe again, but again, how much bowling has he had in the winter? I mean, will he be going pretty cold? Will he be? Uh, I mean, I would be yeah. interested to see him 
selected. The, the bowler I'd well, like to see them take yeah, is, I mean, is Sakib Yes, well, he's on the T20 score, uh, yeah. uh, squad, so he will get bowlers. Yeah. Um, I looked at that T20 squad, and I was amazed to see there are four left-arm pace bowlers in it. <laughs> <laughs> there's Payne, there's Mills, there's um, uh, Topley, and who's the fourth one? There, there's four left-handers, yeah, George and, and, yeah, and there's only two right-handers, Mahmoud <laughs> and, and Jordan. Mm -hmm. But uh, couldn't we have done with a left armour in, 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 in Aussie land uh, to give a bit of variety? Mm. But uh, would you take Overton? Well, I'm not sure there's any point, because if they weren't prepared to play him in the tour he was selected in, I mean, what's the point? Same as Lawrence and Bess. I mean, Bess took six wickets in the A, in the a match, um, including four for 80 in, in the Australian first innings when they, when they scored 350. I don't know what the point of taking these poor lads and putting them in a bubble and making them travel around the world is if they're not genuinely in contention. I see Overton as not genuinely being in contention to play. Otherwise, he would have got a game. Um, and so, no, I wouldn't take him. I don't think it's fair on them. You've got to replace Broad and Anderson. Robinson's got to get fit. Joffre and Stone are not going to be fit. Who do you take as your fast bowlers then, all of a sudden, to the Windies? Who do you take? Yeah, you got Wood. You got, got Robinson. Mm -hmm. Robinson. Um, your yeah. Mills and your Gartens. Your Mills, your Gartens. They're they they look to me predominantly white ball um, bowlers. Mills certainly is a white ball bowler. Garten, I don't know. I think he's played. He's played well, both, Sadiq, both forms. Yeah, Mohammed must. Go. He must go. Mm -hmm. I accept that. Yes. That, so you got. You've got Robinson, Broad, and Sadie, but you need another one at least. You need two more. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I personally say to myself, you've got, I think, you, I don't know, you've got to take, I would take Overton. I know he hasn't played, but if he's good, if he's good enough to be on the Aussie tour, that suggests that the selectors don't think there's anybody better. Mm. Um, so I would take him. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, lots of questions and, to and answer. And I would take for, Parkinson. I would take Bess. Yeah, lots of questions to answer for that for yeah. that tour. I think so. Long, longer term, Tony. I know you've got some thoughts. Just quickly on on um, you know what 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 ought to happen back in back in England um, in in the summer again um, in terms of scheduling and what have you. I mean, it's something I've written my thoughts in an, in a medium article um, on this, and I think you've got some thoughts too about what needs to happen. Well. Yeah, I have a few. I mean, okay, everybody's going to have their two penneth, and there's going to be lots of uh, views from uh, the extreme to the conservative. Um, and mine, I'm, I, I'm putting them forward as a sort of a as, as an option, and they, they need to be jigged, and, and they'll be different. But the first general thing I would say is there is patently a need to do as we did with white ball cricket, to reschedule and place emphasis. We've, re, we've succeeded with white ball cricket. We now need to do the same with our red ball cricket. Um, so um, what I want to see, what I want to see going forward is, is a situation whereby I think, first of all, we've got to revamp the county championship and we've got to get good pitches to um, give the batters the 
incentive to play long innings and we've got to uh, support our pace bowlers and develop our spin bowlers. So first of all, I would like to see uh, an, an onus put upon the groundsman to prepare under penalty if they don't do so, fast, true pitches, which will be a good four day pitches. Secondly, you cannot play four day matches uh, anywhere before mid-May because what you get is distinctly average seamers swinging the ball about, taking wickets with unplayable balls, uh, which they will produce even though they're only average bowlers. So you've got to reschedule the county championship. I don't think you've got scope to play 18 teams in a county championship. They experimented force majeure with the Bob Willis trophy. And I think that could, should form the basis of the county championship played at a different time of the year. Um, and it should be divided, first of all, regionally. And, and regions have a, a bonus in that they encourage local rivalries. Yorkshire versus Lancashire, shall we, shall we say. Durham versus Yorkshire, shall we say. The first fact is, where does the money for cricket come from? It comes from, money comes from the one-day white ball game, and it comes from test matches. The actual county championship does not bring forth funds, but the counties still have a massive influence, and any dramatic change in the county championship would be resisted, I think. Agnew almost proposed franchise county championships. Uh, I, I, I think that's a non-starter. So I would go with the format um, jiggled a bit uh, for the Bob Willis Trophy. I would have three regions of six, all play all twice, and I, I then um, would have the knockout where the winners go through and the others uh, play off, the, the, the other three runners up play off and go forward uh, for the last semi-final uh, match. It's, that would be my proposal for the um, county championship. And it's got to be played uh, at a different time of the year. Yeah, I think Jonathan Agnew on the BBC has proposed effectively using, it seems to be suggesting using almost the, the 100 franchises as the basis for, um, for, for the county championship or, or for, the, for the Red Bull game, which I thought was a slightly peculiar approach to take. Um, maybe I've misunderstood what his, what his intention is, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it might be. It appears very radical, but maybe it's, a, it's deliberately so designed, if you like, as a rowback starting point. I don't believe the red ball matches should start any earlier than mid-May and they should be played no later than the first week in September. And I don't think there's any reason why the schedules between the red ball cricket and the, and the white ball cricket couldn't overlap. So what, what, just to go back at the start, I'm proposing 10 home and away matches in three regions, the winners going forward to the centres 
and the three runners up playing for the fourth semis. That would take about, adding in travel, et cetera, about 110 days to be paid in June in the last two weeks in August and the first week in September. Then we have a 50 over competition. I believe that should be played in the same format, except they would only play one each other once. So that would, that would give you um, 15 matches in the, at the semis plus five days travel. And I would like to see that played in May so that the 50 over competition, if you like, is warming up towards the county championship. The 50 over competition is not, it's a halfway house between the white ball cricket and the red ball cricket. Uh, and and I, I feel that those two together should be um, the emphasis for the development of the, the white ball, of the red ball cricket game. Mm -hmm. The, the, the one thing I terribly disagreed with, but I'm afraid we're going to have to live with it for at least another two years because it's their pet project, is the 100. Um, I, was, I am against the 100. I can't see the point of it. Nobody else plays it except us. It's the ECB's little pet project to try and prove we're inventive. It's not a lot different than the T20 amended and I would concentrate on the T20, big blast, et cetera. But sadly, I think we're gonna to have to live with it for at least at least two days, uh, two more years. I can't see the 100 being dropped by the ECB now. So it's gotta be fitted in. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as anti the 100 concept. I'm not as anti the 100 concept as most people. I, I don't like the way it's been dropped into the, into the summer and, and just as like a, a rock into a pool and the ripples are going to do what they're going to do. I think it needed to be midwifed a bit more carefully, um, but I don't particularly worry. I'm not too fussed about moving to hundred balls. I think there was some benefit in that. I think it, I think it was, was quite a good format. Um, I don't, I'm not too worried about that, but that shouldn't be taken as being, Oh, I'm very relaxed about what it's doing to the English summer because I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's very, very disruptive. Um, yeah, as you know, Tony, it, hasn't it? Crammed the summer with yeah. competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I just don't understand why they would do it, and then you get Joe Root playing one game for the Northern Superchargers, or whoever he played for, and then he was away playing Test cricket, and and Johnny Bairstow played a couple of games for um, for Welsh Fire, and then he was away playing something else, and it just seemed to be like they didn't really, I don't know, it just seemed to be like it was their showcase event, but then none of the key players played. I mean, argue, you could argue that the Big Bash in Australia hasn't had any of the Australian Test team playing in it, well, and that's true. But they were, they were, they were desperate. Yeah, they were desperate for it to be a success, mm. and they needed those big games, mm -hmm. uh, didn't didn't they? That, that yeah. was obvious. Yeah, um, and, but you couldn't imagine the IPL without the key Indian players playing in it. I just think it would be. I, I just think they need to they need to really have a look at the scheduling, as you say. And you know, my my thought, Tony. Sadly, I think we have to accept that. English cricket in particular, because of, of when it plays, when it's got its domestic season, has to embrace the slightly unpalatable truth of the fact that there are now two codes and that we should have players that play one or other code by and large. Um, and that would allow the scheduling to run in a way which makes more sense, where players wouldn't be completely burnt out playing format after format you could focus on your skills, which were appropriate for the right format. Yes, there might be a difficult transition for the first few years as players 
like a, like a Stokes and a Bairstow and a Milan who play more than one format have to adjust their game or, or have to make some difficult choices. Um, but I think it's probably the only way for English cricket to do everything it wants to do. Um, uh, and, and I think it would be probably the one one change that could, could happen that would open up many, many other solutions and would allow England to have think, a successful test are, side and a good white ball side. I think you're right. I, I sent you, as you know, a, a more detailed a breakdown of how, of how the scheduling between the white ball and the red ball based upon the, the Bob Willis type county championship. And my postscript was, it requires significant separation of players between the white ball and the red ball game. And I think this has happened. This is happening already, and I think, as you say, bar those three or four players who are going to have to make an unpalatable choice, there's nothing to stop them being well recompensed for playing the Red Bull game, and then as their days possibly go by in the Red Bull game and they don't get in the test team, uh, gravitating uh, to the White Bull game. You get it in football. More and more players are saying, I'm retiring from international football to prolong their club uh, careers. And I think this may happen in cricket. Once their test test days are over, they gravitate to the white ball game. Yeah, it's possible. They'd have big name recognition. They would would be able to make a few bob in the last few years of their career, etc. And the games are shorter. It wouldn't be as much of a challenge for a slightly older cricketer's body and so on as well. So, yeah, it's probably something in that. Okay, folks, well, that's us run through both the fifth test, the series... What we do for just the rest of this. Yeah, go on, Tony. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just got one one more thing I want to say, Steve, if I may. Yeah. We all know that the selection procedures didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever was, there was a series of appalling uh, selectorial errors, and and changes need to be made with that setup. Can you see those changes? coming into force before the tour of the West Indies? No. So we're going forward to the West Indies with the same old, same old selectorial process and the same old errors being made in selections. What we're going to do is put that back and put the, um, the remedies or the, or the um, uh, discussion of the solutions back by another six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I would be surprised. I mean, it's possible. It's possible that they make Silverwood carry the can and they and they put another coach oh, he'll, in. He'll and they... carry. Undoubtedly, he'll carry the can. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think... I, I mean, think... I find it significant. Well, I find it significant that the T20 tour is being managed by Paul Collingwood and Marcus Truscothic. Mm-hmm. I think thereby is possibly what's going to happen. Well, it's possible that what they institute is they institute a split in the coaching and that Silverwood is just responsible for the test side. Um, I I have a sneaking suspicion that Silverwood might cling on and go to the West Indies um, as the, and and whether, and and I'm not sure that they will, um, that they will bring in an independent selector. They might do that, but I think Silverwood will be, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it's much the same as it was before. And, and whilst we're just adding one more thing, I'd have to say one of the ideas that came okay. out last week as a potential solution for English cricket is writing to Cricket Australia and asking if more players can play in the Sheffield Shield. I mean, 
What an embarrassment. Let's get the play, test level players playing the county championship before we start worrying about getting them to play in Australia. Yes. Goodness me. I was absolutely what a stupid thing to suggest. Let's get them playing here first yeah. before we start worrying about getting them overseas. Absolutely ludicrous. Anyway, to end on a ludicrous note, I think um, we've covered a lot of ground this evening. The fifth test, the overall, the overall Ashes tour and, and the very few positives we tried to pick out of that, but many more negatives. Um, what we might do for the West Indies test tour, which will be coming at us before we know it. Um, and indeed some some suggestions for what needs to happen back at the ranch next summer. Um, and we'll see what where, where things go. I think everybody involved or, or commenting on English cricket knows that things have got to change because this wasn't just a, we were outplayed by a better team, but blah blah. There was this was this was uncovering. This was this was the tide going out and showing English cricket swimming with no trunks on. This was uh, this was a, 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 a systemic oh, failure yeah. and not just a cricketing failure. Systemic is the systemic is the very word, and that's what we have to have. If you'll excuse the pun for my final contribution on it, it needs a root and branch review. It does. Excuse the pun on the root. Thank you, Tony. So thank you very much for joining us in this this edition of. Uh, the sports fans tv cricket fan show please let us know what you think leave your comments we always like to read those and we'll engage with you as much as we can um don't forget to like and subscribe to the show of course and you can follow us on twitter at sftv underscore cricket in um for all the usual jollifications on twitter during a match where uh, where i'm not too depressed to um to tweet anyway thanks for joining us i look forward to seeing you again we're going to be doing an episode looking at the t20 internationals that are coming right up very soon in the west indies with owen morgan's squad as, as tony just said led by collingwood and truscothic in from a coaching capacity so look out for that soon too and we're very pleased to have had your company thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time on the sftv cricket fan show thank you mm -hmm.